Iowa everywhere. All right, welcome back. It's The Hook right here on Iowa Everywhere. My name is Ken Miller. My partner is the Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports in Las Vegas. He is Mike Palm. Lots of ground to cover. The World Series, the finalists, the National League, the American League. They have determined their representatives. We've got NFL on the docket, college football on the docket. Could we be on the precipice of two Big Ten and two SEC teams playing for that college football playoff? You can make the case and you can find a path. Not sure it's going to happen but a lot of ground to cover off the vegas we go here's mike palm mike good to see you how are you i'm great kenny uh beautiful weather it's cooled down here now highs uh highs in the 70s it was in the 60s yesterday but low 70s i don't think we'll see 80 again so just perfect spent the morning out in the yard we had a big dust storm saturday 60 mile an hour winds so a lot of debris and leaves and twigs and all that. So cleaned up the yard this morning. But uh, the cool weather is uh, sensational. Well, it's, it's here, although we had just a spectacular weekend and got those winds on Sunday, those gusts 50, 60. Mike, your home state here at the state of Iowa, we had 80s all weekend. Can you believe it? Mid-80s all weekend. Mid-80s and mid-October. It's a little too warm for Halloween. needs to cool down. And it's going to do just that. Yeah. I think Saturday's there, or this weekend, the big weekend. Anyways, well, uh, more surprising that the Astros are where they're at or the Philadelphia Phillies in the path that they have taken to get here. Who are you more impressed with, Mike? Well, it's there's a very few, what, three or four teams that have ever entered the World Series undefeated in the format where you got to win, mm-hmm. um, you know, five-plus games, uh, seven games, however the formats were. Not that they were the super teams either that did that, but uh, you and I both said this, Kenny, the Yankees would not offer much resistance, and they really did not. Uh, the Brief lead for, you know, brief lead in game four. I thought Cole was cooked after 21 pitches in the first inning in game three. So here we are. Phillies, I really thought San Diego could get it back to San Diego, and then it would have been interesting. They had to win game three or four. I didn't think they could beat Wheeler in game five, and they couldn't get it done. Uh, I know Bob Melvin will get second-guessed a lot. First, about starting Clevenger. I said you cannot start Clevenger in the playoffs. I mean, Nick Martinez might have been able to give you four innings there in game four, and then you let Harper beat you with a right-hander. I didn't understand that either. I thought you had to bring a lefty in to face Harper. You can't let the other team's best player beat you. But there we are, and the Phillies got all the momentum in the world, and that town's going crazy, and, you know, they're just playing well enough to keep winning. So we'll see. I, I You know, the price is around $2, $1.90 on the Astros. I, I thought it would be about $2. It's tough. If he gives Wheeler full rest and has him go in game two in Houston on Saturday, you can't get him in three times. I just don't think Nola's good enough. Mm-hmm. Although I'm look, I wish he would start Wheeler in game one and, and then you could come back in game four and maybe seven, four days rest. Um, but if he doesn't, and it, it seems that he's going to start Nola Friday, you get a Framber Valdez Wheeler matchup on Saturday night, which I really mm-hmm. look forward to. Well, we both had uh, Framber Valdez tickets as far as winning the Cy Young. His teammate, Justin Verlander, will start in game one. Uh, is going to do so. Mike, I, I love the uh, – you guys have got your, your your World Series, some of your props up there, the exact series result, the series price, et cetera, total number of games. Games one spread was the last one. I've not seen that a lot. Help me out with this one. Phillies minus one and a half is the uh, uh, is your is your lowest total up there. So what's what is 
exactly does that mean? That's one of the offerings at Circus Sports. Yeah, so you're you're how many how many games is the uh, is the underdog going to win, right? Can the Phillies can the Phillies uh, can the Phillies win two games? Can they win three games? It's just index props. It's a way to bet it when you have a heavy favorite in a series like you do with almost a two dollar favorite with the Astros. So. I, we, we looked through it and heading into this, when the, the two league championship series ended, we are terrific results to both squads mm. to, win, to win the World Series. Uh, the Yankees was actually our worst result, followed by the Padres. Um, there's very little money on the Phillies. And, you know, a lot, a lot of people bet the Astros at the Sharps. So we're both terrific results. Now we'll see what happens in game in the series betting. But uh, from a futures perspective, it was a tremendous uh, uh, world series matchup for us. You know, I, I saw a ticket. It wasn't bet. It wasn't a place that you replaced. Somebody bet $50 back in April that the Astros would beat the Phillies in the world series. That $50 ticket's going to return that person. I don't know if it's a he or a she $125,000. They're not going to hedge. Would you? Well, I, f- I find it hard to believe that a person that's betting $50 futures at those prices doesn't do it to get themselves in a position to make some money in the end. Right. And you're going to get, you can find plus 180 on the Phillies mm-hmm. on your hedge. That's the best part. You had the huge favorite uh, in the series here. So, I mean, this guy, he, he wants to lock up 10 or $20,000. I mean, on a $50 bet, how many $50 combinations did he make? And how many bets along the way? We don't know, but if that's my ticket, I'm probably taking, you know, 25,000 on the Phillies and uh, either I went 50 or I went a hundred, right? That's the way I'd be looking at, you know, am I crazy to think like I can't find anybody that'll even buy into this series. Now, admittedly, I've got a couple of decent Astros tickets, 12 to one uh, to win the, uh, to win the world series. I like this Phillies team and I've liked them since they got into the playoffs and they started on their run here every now and then you just see one of these teams in sports that just gets hot and just start it continues to defy the odds. And I believe that's what they've did. But Reese Hopkins is he's on a heater right now, real Muto. And you mentioned Wheeler. I like Nola maybe a little better than you. Suarez is okay. Uh, he's going to get one start in this thing. Castellanos can show up and go on a hot streak. Bryce Harper's as good as there is in the game. What am I missing? Why can't these Phillies make this at least make this an interesting series that you know goes more than four or five let's get it to six or seven games can the phillies do that would you fall off your chair uh i'd be a little surprised if they got it to six although they're playing so well at home and that crowd's in it from from jump right i mean that crowd is tremendous for them there in philadelphia um yeah, I'm not as big a Nola fan. I, they paid a lot of money to get Syndergaard. He doesn't even start. I, I, I found that hard to believe. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a bullpen game in game four again. I don't know. The Astros are just so deep. You know, you throw Christian Javier in because, um, uh, to start game three, and they act like they're, you know, they're calling some guy up from double A. I mean, he shut out the Yankees twice this year. So right. they're so deep, and the middle relief is deep, and they can beat you a lot of weight. You know, they can beat you 8-7. They can beat you 4-2. They can beat you one nothing. They're just a really good, solid baseball team that does, don't have a lot of weaknesses. And Altuve's not even hitting. You know, Bregman had a big home run, but, I mean, they're not even getting it from their stars. These younger kids coming up are, are really hitting the ball for them. So, I just – I don't think it's about the Phillies. It's more about how well the Astros are playing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Jeremy Payne, you're one of those young guys that you mentioned. Boy, is he unbelievable. You know, a guy they brought over from the Orioles to trade deadline, Trey Mancini's kind of had a eh, playoff. Yeah. I mean, he's got a chance to get hot too, right? Yeah. 
I like your thing on Castellanos. He could flip the switch here and make a difference uh, in this series uh, as well. But uh, I think Philadelphia, you know, they're going to have to score five, six runs a game uh, if they're going to if they're going to push this series. Will you put up a price on MVP of the World Series? Yeah, they'll they'll put up they'll put up uh, you know about twenty guys and in the field. Anybody you like, not knowing the odds at this point, just who will you be? Who, what uh, when the odds come out, who will you look at first? Well, I already have the Astros, not at the nice price you did, but that was my only future ticket at all in baseball. Mm-hmm. So I would only bet this as a hedge, and I would take Wheeler. And if you could find Wheeler ten, twelve to one, that'd be my hedge on the series. Just because you're invested in the Astros, yeah. you want a little something yeah. back, take that. And it'd be a decent price, 12 to 1, if you, yeah. if indeed that's what it comes out on Wheeler. All right, let's move on. Let's go to, uh, you know, before we get into the NFL, I want to bring up this Survivor Contest again because the carnage week after week. So what this is, is... Um, uh, it, it's a thousand dollar buy-in before the season starts. And all you have to do, I say all in air quotes is pick one game a week. Now you can only use this NFL team once no point spread is involved at all. Just give me one winner out of the whole slate of games. You started with over 6,100 people. We are still a one week away from October, the curtain coming down on the month of October, Mike down to what's the number now? A hundred and how many people are left in this thing? 125, Kenny, 125. 2% of the entries are left. It's, it's stunning. 175 went out with the Patriots. I think 70 went out with the Buccaneers. That's everybody that had them left. 14-point mm-hmm. road favorites. It's, it's pretty amazing. I've asked Jeff Benson to put together for me, of those 125, how many have one entry, two entries, three entries, oh, four? That will be very interesting to know. If there's anybody with four entries or more left, what a big advantage they have right now. No, they really do. So we went the group that I was part of went into it with three entries. We're going to go max last, uh, next year. You can go in with six, but we were out at the end of September. So what is it, Mike? Why has this year been so difficult? You know, you see years where seven-point favorites don't get beaten in the NFL, and then this year you're seeing what the Patriots, eight, eight and a half. I mean, so many of these, nine point, ten, eleven. The big thing two years ago uh, was with the Rams were like a 14-and-a-half-point favorite and lost to the Jets. The Jets beat them in so fine, like week 14 or 15, and that knocked – so many people out and really narrowed it down. Well, we've had that happen, what, seven weeks, like five out of the seven weeks, a seven point favorite or more has gotten, has gotten beaten. And it's just, you know, it's been a minefield. So for those 125 that made it through, my friend has one left. He had one, uh, he had one on, uh, on um, the Raiders. He couldn't decide if he wanted to do one on the Raiders, one on the Patriots or two on one or the other. So he split them. And then he bet the Bears on the money line as a little hedge to his other ticket. So although he much rather would have lost that bet and had two. And I said to him, well, the intrinsic value of one out of 125 is better than two out of 300, right? But he said, yeah, but it's just at this point you want to have options. So Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see how this goes down the road here and if we make it through the whole year. Uh, Power rankings-wise, do you do your own set of power rankings in the NFL? You know, I don't. I don't. I just make numbers for every game based on what I see and what I think the market's gonna is gonna bear. I have a general idea where I rank the teams in segments, Kenny, before the year starts. And I rank them by eights. So top eight, second eight, third eight, fourth eight. 
and I move teams in and out of those eights and in and out of the, the sections of four within them, but not a specific number on each team. Hmm. So uh, what, the reason I asked the question, I'm seeing a lot of people that uh, do this for a living that uh, follow the NFL right on the NFL, et cetera. A lot of folks have elevated the Eagles to their number one spot, I, I guess because they're unbeaten. Are the Eagles, in your mind, the best team in the NFL? Because they're not to me. They're third in my, in, in my estimation. I have Bills, Chiefs, Eagles. Mm -hmm. uh, at this point. And, and then there's a gap. I think, I think there's a gap from Eagles to whoever you have fourth. And um, I had San Francisco fourth before this weekend, although Kansas city was my top NFL play. I just, I left my homes off a loss in that spot. And I mm -hmm. thought San Francisco too worried about getting McCaffrey in the game plan, right. And, and rushing all that and all that distraction during the week. Um, I don't know if they're fourth. Interesting for the Vikings the next few weeks. They should go. You know, the Vikings should be seven and one here. Um, they're a short favorite, three and a half against the Cardinals. They're going to be favored the following week. I don't know about the Vikings yet because I just don't believe in Kirk Cousins. It's it's hard for me to get there. Um, but if you get them to seven and one, you got to include them because they're going to end up being a division champ and probably being a top three seed in the NFC. I'll give you a team that I want to pick your brain on. Um, and they were in the Super Bowl last year. They came up on the short end of the Super Bowl. But after a slow start, and the Bengals started slowly last year, Joe Burrow this past week just carved up Atlanta, a team that's uh, way better than a lot of folks thought they were going to be. I'm assuming they were in your bottom eight prior to the season, Atlanta, uh, and probably worked, then worked their way out of that, uh, that spot. Uh, but the Bengals, Mike, they are coming alive again. Jamar Chase looks like he's back to being Chase again. Joe Burrow's likewise. Are the Bengals a team that you're going to get wherever you shop? You're going to get them at 20 to one north of 20 to one. Most places um, should you maybe be looking at them? Might they be a team that you want to look at at this point in the season? Yeah, I still think Baltimore is the best team uh, in the north. And I, I'm very disappointed in the Browns. Uh, I thought that they would be better. I thought that they would be in a position to be in the playoffs, even with Brissett they would be good enough. And then if Watson could pick it up after a couple of weeks, they could be a dangerous wild card. I don't think they're, uh, they're there at all. Um, Cincinnati has to have a lot of things break their way, just like last year to get to the Super Bowl. A lot of things break your way. I mean, Tannehill throws three interceptions. Uh, you know, they get, they got a, 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 a whistle that didn't stop a play against the Raiders. They barely beat the Raiders and they had to hold them at the end. Um, and then Andy Reid totally botched the end of the first half in that game when I thought Kansas City could have put him away. And the kid never missed a kick. I mean, a lot of things have to go. It's going to be the same way this year. Everything's going to have to go right if they, for them to beat Buffalo or for them to beat Kansas City. But they're probably a wild card team. And I'm not saying they can't win the North. I just think Baltimore's better. Baltimore inexplicably loses these games on the end. I mean, Baltimore could very easily be undefeated, too. And we'd probably be talking about them as the second or third best team. Hmm. Well, this past weekend, uh, we had a uh, – I, I thought it was a subpar slate of games in the, uh, in the NFL in particular. You really couldn't find that marquee game other than the Niners and the Chiefs. That was in that late window. Uh, but the primetime games, I thought, were <laughs> – did it make a difference handle-wise? I mean, if you're in Vegas, if you're going to bet on football, do the matchups really matter? It was down. Was it? Handle was down, I think, about 8 or 9% from the week before. It does, especially those primetime games. I mean, although the, the Pittsburgh-Miami game was heavily bet because the I couldn't believe the Sharps were all on the Steelers. 
all on the Steelers in that game. So that kind of carved a little bit of our win away on Sunday to close out and, and a strange game too. no points in the second half. And Miami turns down a field goal to go up nine. And then Pittsburgh had two chances at the end to come down. Um, Last night's matchup, very uninspiring, right? So the, the, the right definitely down. And these Thursday games are, you know, they're almost like throwaways. You get a, bit, a better college game on a Thursday night, you might have the same right. Although this week we've got uh, Baltimore and Tampa Bay, then Sunday night football. The Packers, yes, they're down, but it's, it's still the Packers against the Bills. And then come back on Monday with uh, an AFC North tilt, uh, Cleveland, hosting, uh, Cleveland hosting Cincinnati. So much better slate this week. Uh, by the way, how did you do? Who, what was your biggest play personally this week? What were you, where were you right and where were you wrong? Well, I went 4-1 and one in the humans contest, so I'm now four games ahead of the whole field. After seven weeks, did your best hit? No, I lost it. You know who it was? <laughs> no, Luke Fickle, who was up seventeen to nothing. What a disaster! And, and then the last two drives, four times they had them stopped, and there were penalties. Yes, silly penalties, personal uh, foul. Yeah, I'm not saying they were they weren't penalties. They were just dumb plays no. that they would have taken over. Right, yanking a guy's helmet yeah. off when he's out of bounds. I know five yards out of bounds. Absolutely, Chris Williams was all was all over yeah. the Bearcats. Likewise, me and uh, yeah. now I hear that you were too. But uh, but yeah. in life, I used them in a money line parlay. Oh, good. I, I played the money line with my other plays because I don't like to lay three. Uh, you know what I mean? And the game went to three and a half by Saturday. I, I just hate that number. So. And then I came back as a hedge and I took SMU plus 14 and a half. So I kind of hit a middle there, but I lost the contest play. My other plays were Stanford under. That's a dream was a dream play. Arizona state. You will take a look at them. If you like unders, because they very, they don't want to throw the ball. They want to run the ball, run the ball. And then, you know, they pass. I think they only threw 16 passes in that game. That was 15, 14 Stanford with a total of 53. Um, I had Penn State. I thought that was short. I'm down on Minnesota. I'm really down. There's no team I've lowered more in my mind than Minnesota in the last month. Uh, And I had I had the Titans and I had the Chiefs on Sunday. Uh, Yeah, two good play, two good pickups there. Have you thought ahead to this weekend slate? Is there one game that's? I mean, it's Tuesdays. We sit here. Is it too Too early? early. Yeah, it's very early. I start looking on Thursday morning. Mm -hmm. And you know what I do? I wait kind of till the circuit contest line comes out. Uh Because the circuit contest line is not the current line. The circuit contest line is where they think that line is going to be on Saturday afternoon when people have to put their picks in. I didn't realize that. Oh, it's interesting how the number is different. If it's a point, point and a half different, that tells me something from our bookmakers. Uh, That is interesting. What will be the biggest bet game this weekend, do you think? Will it be the Sunday night game? Bills, Green Bay, it's a big number. It might be because Rodgers has never been this big of an underdog and people continually – they're just waiting for Brady and Rodgers to turn it around and it's not happening here. I think Rodgers has a better chance. That Tampa Bay offense is no good. No. It, it's not good at all. And so, uh, you know, Green Bay could have won the game on Saturday or Sunday in Washington. And I don't know why he takes his time out ahead of the two-minute warning. I think that's idiotic. I think Lafleur is terrible. Mm-hmm. You have to wait and use your timeout after. That way – you know, when you take it before, of course, the commanders are going to throw the ball on third and eight because they're only going to lose six seconds by an incomplete pass. But if you do it on the other side of the two minutes, you make them think about giving up 40 seconds and you probably force them to run the ball on third down. Mm-hmm. I, I just I hated the way they did that. Um, yeah, that probably will be the biggest bet game uh, of the weekend. There's a lot of, you know, uh, 
the Bears in Dallas is kind of an unsung because you got a big fan base in both teams. Both of them, yeah. You know what I mean? And, yep. and the Bears come off such a nice effort on Monday night. Mm-hmm. But in reality, they only have two days to practice for this game uh, with the travel and all that. So, But I think that'll be an interesting game, and it'll be one of the t- top two or three bets. Uh, of the uh, the four aged quarterbacks that are struggling, you mentioned Brady, obviously Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan is bench. Maybe now bench for the rest of, of the season. We'll see if that uh, actually ends up being that, that the case. But um, who's closer to the end, do you think? Wilson, Ryan, Brady, Rodgers. Well, Brady by age. Um, I don't know the situation if they're getting a divorce or, you know, how does that play into it? Maybe he would have retired, but now if she's leaving him, he stays. I don't know. I want to play on a team like this and not make the playoffs. I think by performance, Matt Ryan is the worst by far. Mm-hmm. And, and I said that the next installment of the Jurassic Park series is going to be Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. Yeah. But it's interesting to me that they go this. They're not out of it. They're three, three and one. The Titans are oh. four and two. They're in the they right go, division. They go to Ellinger. How about Foles? You know, why wouldn't you turn to Foles at this point? I mean, Ryan and Foles both been to a Super Bowl, and you're going to have Ellinger start. Hmm. And and it looks like for a while. So that's an interesting decision. Something's wrong with Russell Wilson. I I think he's hurt much more than they're saying because he's just – he doesn't want to take a hit. He's out there. He can't move around at all. Something's definitely wrong with him physically in my mind. So – who knows? I mean, Brady should be the first to go. Ryan shouldn't be in the league anymore. How serious is is Wilson? I think Rodgers, in a different setting, would still be doing very well. He's just – they know that he doesn't like these young receivers. They know that he doesn't want to teach kids and, and coddle people and have to be a fi- – they know this, and yet they, they, they got rid of Adams. I mean, it's just – it's mind-boggling. Yeah, no, it is. And uh, I mean, that that was his guy. Uh, now he's with his uh, his college guy. We'll see how that works out. Let's go to the uh, college game. Uh, a couple of games from last week. I want to pick your brain on. So what did uh, what did you see? I liked UCLA going into it. Um, and it was I thought it was way too many points. As it turned out, it wasn't enough points. Um, but Oregon, I don't know. They, maybe they had that. Uh, we're going to show Chip Kelly that we don't need you. And Chip Kelly's trying to bring his Bruins in there. And he's trying to make a statement. I was surprised at that game. Who did the betters have in that game? Uh, and who did you like? And were you surprised? I, I, had, I wanted no part of the game. Um, the betters had UCLA. Um, I think you underplay that atmosphere at Outson and it's raining and those fans are right on the field. It's a tough, tough environment for a road team. It's really hard, especially for a grass team. I go back to this teams that play on grass and turf and going to the opposite surfaces. It's underplayed in the line and it's underplayed in results. You take a team that plays in the Rose Bowl and plays in a conference with a lot of grass fields, especially the southern part, uh, and you put them on turf and you put them in rain and cold and a very loud environment. It's, they could have stayed right with them. I mean, here and there. You know, once Oregon's a little bit of a team like Tennessee, once they get two scores ahead, it's tough because they score so often. You kind of get behind the eight ball uh, in that spot. I I think that these two teams meet again in the Pac-12 title game. Mm. I I could see that happening. So USC, you think, is out, obviously. I think that I think UCLA will beat USC. 
Can't wait. Uh, that's one of those uniform games where you just turn it on just to see how spectacular uh, it looks on, on the TV. I want to go to the Big 12 with you for a minute because I thought Texas was – I picked Oklahoma State in the game. I was one of the few that took the points. Um, I was surprised at the comeback. Spencer Sanders, as tough a quarterback as you're going to find in college football, who did the betters have in that game? Um, the, the betters uh, actually had uh, Texas there. Yeah. And, you know, I almost made it, and I wouldn't have taken Cincinnati out of my plays anyhow. Um, I probably would have taken the Tennessee Titans out. I wanted to take Oklahoma State again. It was my top play the week before, plus four at TCU, and now they're getting six and a half. And Paul Howard kept telling me, but Sanders isn't going to play Sanders. I said, you said that last week. But he, he talked me off it because if Sanders wasn't playing, I didn't want any part of six and a half. Um, it, you know, I thought the Texas quarterback looked terrible. Yeah, he was himself. He was awful. Yeah, I agree. And uh, he was like 19 of 49. I mean, how do you, in college football, 75% is the average completion percent. I mean, 19 of 49, that's really hard to do. But that's a tough place, homecoming in Stillwater, you know, a really tough environment uh, there. I kicked myself that I didn't play it uh, straight up with my own money live. I, 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 I liked Oklahoma State a lot. Did you buy TCU? But who, who's there's nobody there that you can say, oh, they can't beat them, right? Oh, they can't beat them. Who, who, who are you going to say, oh, they can't beat them? I think we'll see. I think we're going to see TCU Oklahoma State again. Possibly. Oklahoma, listen, I, I like Gundy, but they were so conservative in the second half of that game. You get the ball with 14 minutes left, up 14. You have to try to go down and get three points and make it a three-possession game. He went run, 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 punt. Come on. Mm. They, they never stopped them in the first half. You, you just, they scored three points the whole second half. I thought they really were the better team in that game. But somehow TCU, you know, TCU is another team when you talk about two Big Ten, two SEC. They're out there, and uh, so is Clemson. Uh, you got to find a slew. Somebody has to beat them. Yeah, well, Syracuse uh, gave Clemson all they wanted. Syracuse, I thought their own worst enemies, they got into those personal foul penalties late and really cost them too. So speaking of Syracuse, your alma mater, Notre Dame, uh, travels to uh, these. They still call it the Carrier Dome. But they're, yeah, they're they Syracuse. Um, who do you like in that game? Oh, this will be ugly. I think. Right. Unless Syracuse is so let down off blowing that lead in Clemson. Yeah. Uh, I think Notre Dame's going to have a hard time scoring. I think Notre Dame will be in the teens. I, I, I think Syracuse wins this game by 10 or more. Mm. Michigan, Michigan State. Will this be one of the most um, bet games of the week of, the, of Saturday, do you think? Just because yeah, for us, especially with the Michigan connection yeah. for Derek. And, and it will be anyhow. We have the Michigan alumni of, Los, of Nevada come at Bar Canada every week. Every week, and they come and they and they ring their bells for every first down. And I mean, it's really annoying the first four weeks when they didn't play. They're playing Hawaii and Colorado State, and, you know, Our Lady Peace or whoever they're playing. Uh, but uh, I don't think much of Michigan State. Uh, I was surprised they beat Wisconsin, but it'll be heavily bet as it always is, and it's a big rivalry game. So, but uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Is is. They put together a great regular season last year, Michigan, and they made the, the playoff, and then they proved they didn't belong on the same planet as an SEC team. So are they good enough to beat Ohio State this year? You get the game in the big house. So, I mean, I, 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 uh, I, I don't know. I, I, think, I think that uh, 
that Tennessee and Ohio State are the two best teams. I, I really believe that. And give me if you're giving me twelve when they when they go to Athens, Georgia, I'll take it all day. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. This, this team can score. Mm-hmm. This, and Georgia goes through lulls where they don't score. Right. Um, so I like it even better than nine against Alabama. Uh, they they, Alabama and Tennessee played on a neutral site again, that Alabama would be a seven point favorite. I'd take the seven again. Well, we may see that game. Can you find a pathway that we, and cause I can, if, if, if Clemson gets beat and at this point, I'm not sure who's left on their schedule that will beat them. I thought Syracuse had to, if the, if, I think the big 12 is going to just beat each other up and I can make the case that the PAC 12, can you find a, a pathway that there's two SEC and there's no group of five team this year. They're all beaten. There's no Cincinnati, two teams out of the big 10, two teams out of the SEC get into the playoff. Kenny, I think the Pac-12 is out. I do too. I don't, I don't think, I don't think they can get in. Their best shots, Oregon and 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 Oregon got killed. Oregon pounded them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They got killed again, so they're out. Right. SEC is out. Uh, TCU, if they run the board, they got a case. Uh, I want to look at Clemson's schedule here and see what what lies ahead for them because it's hard to make. And they're a brand now too, Kenny. That's true. Clemson and Dabo are a brand. Mm -hmm. You're not going to put an undefeated ACC champion Clemson in there. Let's let's look at this ACC. I know they still have – they still have uh, a Notre Dame left as well. You know who they still got, Mike, that this will surprise you what I'm about to say? Their last game of the year. South Carolina? South Carolina. I watched them on Saturday night. Don't ask me why. I have no idea what I was doing there, but that's where I spent the night. They're not a bad football team. Well, I just see the look ahead for – there's a look ahead line for uh, Clemson at Notre Dame on uh, in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Clemson eight and a half. Well, give me that right now. I mean, I'll take that right now. I'll lay the eight and a half on the road. I know Notre Dame's played them well over the years. Just they just don't have enough talent at the quarterback. The best player is a tight end. The best player on the team is a tight end. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. That'll tell you what you need to know mm-hmm. uh, about Notre Dame. Uh, so they've got Louisville. They're Malik Cunningham is going to be the best player on the field. So let's see how the divisions work here. Mm, so NC State's on their side, so they wouldn't have to play them in the nope. conference champ. They play UNC, Georgia Tech. Oh, they're, they're going to go undefeated. There's nothing left for them. You're right. The, the toughest game, South Carolina. I think that's a tougher game than at Notre Dame. <sighs> Who would have thought that? Yeah, South Carolina. Beamer's doing a heck of a job. Yep. In our in our final few minutes here with you, Mike Palm, um, we're, we're both hockey fans. We're yeah. – Oh, I don't know what, where, what, how far we're into it now. I think the Jets, my Jets have played six games, something like that. They played a great game last night. They did. Shout out the Blues. Very, I was talking very, very good. I watched the whole game, Kenny. They played very well. I watched most of it. I was dipping back and forth uh, with, uh, obviously, Monday Night Football. Yeah. Who's, uh, who's a better team right now than you thought? Who surprised you early? Say 10 games into it. 10-12. The, ping, the Penguins. The Penguins look uh, look better. I always write the Penguins off. I haven't been a believer of them in the last half decade. Um, I have four future tickets that I bet so far, Kitty, to win the cup. Okay, I'll see it because I've got four too. See if we see if we're like. I, I have the Rangers at fifteen to one. Yep. I have the Blues at thirty to one. Not me. I have the Bruins at twenty-five to one. Do you? And I have Dallas at thirty-five to one. Huh. The Bruins play is all because of Montgomery, the coach. Oh, your guy, right, the coach. I, I'm a big coach guy in hockey. Uh-huh. And uh, DeBoer goes to Dallas. And then I, I thought this would be a resurgent year for the Blues. 
they looked awful good in Edmonton on Saturday. They really shut down Edmonton on Saturday, and then they mm-hmm. came back and Winnipeg played real well against them. You know who I need to add, and and I'm I'm just staying away from Tampa Bay and Colorado because of the price. Yeah, me too. We get there, and my teams aren't there. I'm going to bet them in the series mm-hmm. anyhow. But um, and the and the Knights have looked a lot better than I thought they would. Yep, but, agree. I, I I probably have to put Carolina into the portfolio. I got a bunch of Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, I I watched them last night at Vancouver. Mm-hmm. They outshot Vancouver like forty-two to sixteen. Yeah, the game wasn't as close as the score. They're a really good team. Brenda Moore, Brenda Moore thought he had a goal that was disallowed by goalie interference in the first period, and he challenged and lost. And then and then Vancouver scored on the power play. So it's like a two-goal swing, right? But <laughs> um, that game wasn't as close as it was. They're they're just such a steady team. And it takes like, you know, it took Shesterkin standing on his head to beat him in seven, right? I mean, that's what it takes. They're always going to make you play really well to beat them. They don't beat themselves. There was there there, there are two um I look at this roster and I think there's maybe too many Euros on it. I mean, yeah. their best players, Sevechnikov is a Russian, Sebastian Ajo's a terrific player. But when you get to the playoffs and the physicality ratchets up, that's yeah. to me the 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 one weakness of Carolina. Um, I, I love that team. You mentioned Rod Brindamore. I think he's as good as there is uh, in the league. I've got a bunch of Carolina. I've got the Rangers, and then of course I got a couple of Canadian teams. I got a feel. I got some. I got some Flames. And I've always got to bet the least because I, I one of these years is going to just drive me nuts, but they're going to win a Stanley Cup for the first time since 67, and I want to get rewarded if they do. So that's did why. You bet, did you bet your Jets at all in any way? You know what I did? I bet them at your place to make the playoffs. They were okay. they were two to one um, okay. to make the playoffs. Yeah. Instead of just throwing my money away to win the Stanley Cup every year because I don't think they will in my lifetime, you guys came up with something, uh, yes, no, make the playoffs. And, yeah, I took the yes. All right. So we'll we'll see. I hope I take some of your money. Great to catch up with you, Mike Palm. We'll do this uh, next week. We didn't bring up Iowa or Iowa State. Uh, they're both trying to find a way to win six games. By the way, you guys at Circa opened the Illinois-Iowa line at, what, 31 and a half. It's moved up since then. I kind of wish it would have stayed there. That would have set a record, Mike. Yeah, 31. Northwestern Iowa. Northwestern, um, your pardon, yeah. I don't like under 31. I thought that's too low, too. It's yeah. too low because the Iowa defense, I said this about the Ohio State game last week, too. You remember the Iowa, Iowa defense is, is more likely to score than the offense. But they did. Special teams and D had scored early. Yeah. And defense, and Northwestern did not play poorly at Maryland. I, I watched large parts of that you? game. They, they, you know, they changed quarterbacks, and the uh, the backup quarterback looked pretty good. So I think 31's too low. Yeah, I saw the backup quarterback play against Michigan. I, I needed Michigan that day, and they didn't cover. Yeah. Um, and and to his little brother got uh, got hurt in that game, and they put the backup in. So I knew the kid could play a little bit, but yep. uh, but I stayed away. Mike Palm, Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports. My name's Ken Miller. Thanks for watching The Hook, sponsored by Circus Sports. Of course, you can download the app right here in the state of Iowa. And if you're headed out to Las Vegas or if you got plans to do so in 2023, uh, stay off the strip. Get downtown. You'll be glad that you did. Circa uh, downtown uh, um, at uh, in Las Vegas. Great stuff, Mike Palm. Talk to you next week. We'll see you on the radio. Radio on KXNO on Friday and Mediacom this week as well. We'll see and hear a lot of each other, um, and uh, I'm better for it. Iowa everywhere, this is The Hook. We'll see you next time. Thanks for being with us. Iowa everywhere.